Welcome to a new series, uh, which we call What's Your Focus? In this series, we present the newest edition of European Urology Focus. And we ask our guest editors to highlight articles, topics, and authors that they selected. So my first guest today is Dr. Matt Kuberberg from UCSF, who put together a brilliant uh, issue on the topics of biomarkers in urologic oncology. Uh, welcome, Matt. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. So, Matt, um, in your editorial, you wrote so much progress, so much yet to do. Could you please summarize your issue in a nutshell for us? Sure. Um, you know, there has been incredible progress in the world of biomarkers in the past 10 years in urologic oncology, um, in prostate cancer, now in bladder cancer, and we're starting to see focus in kidney cancer as well. Um, and it really has been, I think, a, a decade of progressively deep understanding of what's going on with the biology of these cancers, what is really making them tick at the molecular level. And we're starting to apply this knowledge at the point of care to help with clinical decision-making. Um, and there really has been a lot of progress. The flip side of it, though, is that I think as these biomarkers driven by an understanding of the biology are being used in clinical practice, now we're really starting to ask the in many ways, harder questions of how exactly we should be using them, you know, where they really have their best role, which specific decisions we can use the tests um, to help. And I, you know, a lot of the markers have sort of come into clinical practice without those questions being answered. So now in a way, it's a little bit of, of backtracking, trying to figure out the optimal use for them um, and trying to figure out what we can and cannot do with the existing set of markers. And of course, what we have is also in many respects version one, um, you know, with with additional ongoing um, additional studies that are ongoing. We expect that as time goes on, we will get a second round, a second generation of markers for all three cancers that will let us get much more specific and more predictive about uh, how we can use them at the point of care. So, Matt, based on what you just said, what's your best and most optimistic yet possible, also realistic scenario yeah. in the field of biomarkers that could happen in the foreseeable near future? Yeah, I think that, you know, the forward-looking statements here are really about this transition from prognostic markers to predictive markers. Um, and, you know, the, the way we use those terms, a prognostic marker is one that tells us more than what we already knew about what's going to happen with the cancer. Um, is it likely to be aggressive or not? Is it likely to progress to you know, more clinically aggressive or metastatic state than it is now? Um, and it has to do that above and beyond everything that we know clinically. And they they work. You know, we have a number of markers now that will do that task that can beat a multivariable clinical tool in terms of risk stratifying men, either at the time of initial diagnosis or after radical surgery or other decision points. Uh, but none of them has really, or very few of them have really met the threshold for prediction. That's a tougher question. To be predictive, a marker really has to answer the question, if we do treatment X, this is the anticipated result. You know, should the patient get radiation specifically? Should the patient get abiraterone or chemotherapy together with ADT? You know, these questions are harder because they're much more difficult to answer well with retrospective data sets. And they really, uh, in most cases, require looking at either prospectively collected uh, biorepositories really done in the setting of clinical trials or prospective trials. But those studies are ongoing. 
Um, you know, I think particularly in the case of the Decipher test for uh, for prostate cancer, um, as well as some AI tools that are being developed for prostate cancer, they are looking at multiple sets of biorepositories in, you know, completed RCTs, which will allow some of these questions to be answered. So I think we're going to get there. You know, foreseeable future, I think we will get there. And, you know, I think we're still a ways away from answering questions like, should a patient get surgery versus radiation therapy at initial diagnosis for either prostate or bladder cancer? But I think some of the more specific questions, you know, which patients should get ident intensified treatment with ADT plus chemo versus ADT plus abiraterone? Which patients really should get neoadjuvant um, uh, chemo versus immunotherapy, for example, for, for bladder cancer? Uh, which patients should be thinking about PARP inhibitors or specific targeted agents. Um, and in the case of kidney, which patients should be thinking about adjuvant therapy uh, after nephrectomy? These questions I think we will get to within a reasonable number of years. All right. Matt, it was great to have you here. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for working with us. And uh, I hope to see you. to see you very soon. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure.